This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. So when it comes to the world of theatre, plays by women are still underrepresented. And this is both globally as well as here in Malaysia. So while we don't have specific data about Malaysia, in places like the UK and the US, it is estimated that only a quarter of theatre productions being staged are written by women. And tellingly, many plays by women are not even known by most audiences or in some cases the theatre makers themselves. So in a quest to correct this imbalance, um, local theatre company Panas Panas Theatre has started a project called the Women's Play Marathon with the goal of reading 50 plays by women by the end of 2020. So the readings um, are done via Zoom every Wednesday night and joining us to tell us more are Panas Panas Theatre's co-founder Hana Nadira and its artistic director Arif Hamizan blogging in via Zoom. How are you guys doing? Hi, Hi. Sharif. Great, great. Yeah, we're doing great. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so um, how did the idea for this project uh, start? Oh, um, well, actually the pandemic had a big role in it starting mm-hmm. because what we were doing was that as a group of friends or theatre practitioners, we started with reading plays on Zoom together. And then we realised, I realised that there were not enough roles for females like, you know, we were always fighting for the same roles. And I'm like, hey, why is this so? And so what we started doing, uh, I had a friend of mine, Claudia Lau, and she started bringing in scripts uh, by women that had like seven to eight female roles. I and mean, they were just women like like Claire Barron's Dance Nation or The Wolves by Sarah Delap. And then, and then that became something very exciting because for the first time we had like seven to eight women reading plays together as opposed to just one or two women in in uh, mainly male-dominated scripts. So that inspired me. I was like, whoa, why, why don't we have more scripts written by women? Why don't we read more of these? Why are they not more centered? Even here, you know, in Malaysia. And then um, I came across Anne Lee's book, Sex, Stage and State, which was published only in Indonesia. I came across it uh, at Arif's place, actually. She lent it to him. Uh, she is a playwright, uh, mm. a local playwright, uh, born in Tawau, Sabah. And apparently, back in the 90s, there was a group called Quali Works that published this play. Like, there are seven plays in the book. Written by Anne Lee, Shahima Idris, uh, Joe Kukatha, Sue, Sue Ingleton. And I was so excited. I was like, what? We have plays by local women and I never heard of them? And, you know, I know of Liao Puitin, but that's all that you ever hear. You, you hear Puitin, you hear of Joe Kukatha's, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm ashamed to say I've never, <laughs> I'd never heard of Anne Lee or any of these other women. And that was when I was like, oh my God, I need to read more plays by women. I need to find more plays by local women. And, and uh, we started reading these plays or everything. I think five of, the, five of the plays, five out of the plays in that book we read together. And Anne Lee was so generous to join us in the readings and bring along Charmaine Idris, who, who's now in Australia. And she brought in uh, Joe Kukatas as well to listen in. And that was so exciting because, you know, for once we got roles that weren't just cool girls. You know, we were playing journalists <laughs> or we were playing like boxer, like uh, uh, an ambitious girl who wants to box Mike Tyson, you know, in Kuala Lumpur knockout. And I was like, 
ah, I need more of this. Why have I not heard of it? I, I was so angry with myself. Uh, with Happy Families by Anne Lee, which was about um, sexual abuse for for uh, children. And I was like, and that was staged at the same time in 1993 with um, with Jit Murat's uh, Gold Rain by Hailstones. Gold Rain and Hailstones, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, why... Did, why is Jit Murat's plays staged over and over? And who's this Sulaiman? You know, Atomic Jaya, great. But why did we not hear of this, which came out at the same time? Um, yeah, I got angry <laughs> and frustrated. And I'm like, this cannot go on. We need to read more by by local women here and also abroad, uh, just to hear more of uh, women's voices. Because even last year in Malaysia, sorry, I'm going on. But yeah, even last year in Malaysia, I was counting like only... Uh, about seven scripts were by women, uh, you know, at least in the Antipathies and and Putri Saadong and Lady Swatnam and then Transitions by Marina Tan. So yeah, very few compared to you know the others that have been staged, uh, mostly Shakespeare or or you know Man for All Seasons, Rashomon or or Cyrano de Bergerac. You know, like all these plays, so many by men. And we never, we rarely make the effort to to look up women's works. Mm. It's just, yeah. So, yeah, that's how we started. I was like, <laughs> nope, I want to read more. And by that time, I had read about 20, 24, 26. And I'm like, no, I want to get to 50 by the end of the year. And so here we are. <laughs> so the project um, doesn't just focus on Malaysian playwrights. Am I correct? It actually focuses on 50 plays by 50 various diverse women, not just contemporary, but also, um, you know, older play- playwrights. Um, can you give me an idea of the kinds of plays that you have read and are going to be reading? I actually have a list of like at least 150 plays by women from all around the world. I started with uh, award-winning plays first. Uh, there was uh, Danai Guriras, you know, she was from, um, what was it, the Pan- Black Panther? Black Panther. Yeah, yes. yeah basically, um, yeah, Hannah's list has, uh, we started off with Pulitzer Prize winning plays, just the, the main plays, even those we think aren't highlighted enough, um, at least within our context. And um, as we have gone down that rabbit hole, we've actually come across many more female playwrights who have adapted lots of plays as well. Uh, for the local plays, uh, we've started off with uh, English playwrights, or rather playwrights who write in English, um, because right now um, we're still uh, sourcing other language plays, uh, which has been a challenge, actually. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of... Um, I, I understand this might be a difficult question to unpack, but I'm wondering what your point of view might be. Why do you think it is that we hear so little of female playwrights and, and um, why do you think it is that so few of their works are staged? I honestly don't know. I, I wanted to say that um, I think I had this discussion with uh, some friends, uh, some theatre makers, because we actually have a lot of female producers. We do have female directors um, but why nobody has ever made the effort to send, like, bring forth more women's scripts? I honestly don't know. And it boggles me. I don't have the answer to that. I'm just like... Actually, really, yeah. It's true because we were trying to look for plays uh, by uh, female playwrights before the 80s. And there are very few names mm. that we could even come across. Um, I don't know, uh, or we've, from our discussions, we don't know whether it's because... Uh, you know, maybe certain societal conditions which 
um, made made it such that women weren't writing as much um, uh, in in theatre. But yeah, it's it's strange, and and I think that's a question that we have only contemplated seriously. I mean, we had didn't even think of that before because we didn't think it was. Uh, I mean, it wasn't at the forefront of our minds, but this has revealed that well, we really don't know. But I think the first step is to inspire more playwrights and perhaps along the way we'll find them. Mm. Yeah, certainly. I mean, lack of access, because I'm thinking before the 80s, um, women didn't even necessarily work in many industries freely um, and, and access to being published and being staged and all of those would be limited in many ways. Um how do you think it impacts the theatre industry as a whole when works that are staged often only represent one side of the equation, or in this case, the male point of view? I can, How do you want to take that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only speak from the point of view of uh, as an actor. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I looked up, like I've been acting since 2008, and out of the like 26 productions that I have been in, only three were directed by women and only one was written by a woman. And I was like in shock, like how have I not even been aware of this? And that maybe explains why the roles that I get, um, you know, are mainly schoolgirls or wife or we are mainly accessories to the men. I, I, I don't have any problem with playing a woman or I mean a, a mother or a wife. You know, if the play is, you know, if the character actually gets to do active stuff. But, but yeah, I guess that's how it's, like, that. those are the characters that I get then. That we to contrast um, my opportunities with Hannah's, um, I've had the privilege of playing multiple, like, very diverse roles. And joining the Women's Play Marathon, um, personally, I have not had the same opportunities to play the main roles because they're they're now written by women so they're predominantly women and that has been um really interesting because the voice and the 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 perspectives are so much richer for it i feel like an entire world has been uncovered for me in terms of um the perspectives of and and what is important uh, isn't just dominated by a single you know, a single voice or a single idea. Mm. That's actually interesting, right? Because um, as a male actor, um, as a male performer and a, and a, and a theatre practitioner, um, I would think, or rather I think the general assumption would be that this wouldn't impact you. That, mm. okay, sure, maybe Hannah would find um, that the roles offered to her are limited or that the, the stories told for her to perform in are limited. But it shouldn't matter to a guy. But um, I do think that it does impact an entire industry when the stories are always of the same kind. Yeah, And I yes. think... It doesn't just impact the industry, it really impacts the whole of, like everyone, like the whole society, you know, how we view women and where we think that's all they are or that's all they say. Like, for example, I remember we were reading Tarap Men by Anne Lee and, and the protagonist was a journalist uh, uncovering a scandal somewhere in East Malaysia. And and Arif was one of the roles, he, he played it and he's like, wow, I've never heard women say so much and about important <laughs> things. We really oh, don't. Oh gosh, <laughs> that makes it's me so sad. sad. Yeah, because yeah, even, in films, you know, even in films, you get narratives of like, you know, for example, Ombat Rindu, my mom loves that show and it's about mm-hmm. a woman 
uh, getting raped and then marrying her rapist. It's like mind-boggling because we have so many other sides of the story, so many different stories to tell. And I'm, yeah. Mm. I'm- I wanted to draw on something that, um, Arif, you alluded to earlier as well. Um, the idea of um, inspiring women who work in theatre, especially to write more more plays. How do you think a project like this, uh, what do you think a project like this contributes in that sense? I think um, one of the one of the shocks that came to us when we first publicized this was the response that we had been getting. Um, to think that reading women's plays uh, over the course of six months would be such a radical idea was something... I know, really and then I, I felt that too. I mean, that was why I pitched the interview. And then I thought, yeah. isn't it sad that this should strike out to me as unusual? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yes. And I think, I think we're making an effort to... Um, you know, read as many different players. So we're trying not to read the same playwrights for for, 50, uh, for all fifty. Um, and I think what that does for you know both both men and women, um, people who are active in theatre, is uh, to really introduce them to <laughs> that supposedly radical idea that there are women playwrights and they are really amazing uh, writers with uh, such rich language and such rich stories to tell. Um, it, it feels funny to do that groundwork, but but at the same time, I think it's really necessary. Uh, and um, I think I, I, for us also, like you know, um, as a company, we don't we hope people copy this. We hope people start their own reads and, and find uh, own little niches, plays which are underrepresented as well. Mm. So um, yeah, just beyond you know this binary of men and women, it's also about underwritten voices in general, which I think plagues our kind of um, scene. So we do need to take a quick break. uh, But when we come back, I really want to hear more about the plays that you have been and will be uh, reading. And I guess just what you've learned from this whole process. So I'm speaking with Hana Nadira and and Arif Hamizan of Panas Panas Theatre about their women's play marathon, where they are reading 50 plays by women over the course of 2020. So we'll be back after a short break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. With me are Hana Nadira and Arif Hamizan of Panas Panas Theatre. And we're talking about their Women's Play Marathon, which is an initiative that they've started this year, where they are doing readings of 50 plays by women over the course of this year, with the aim of increasing the visibility of plays by female playwrights. Um, So, Arif and Hana, you know, you kind of set up for us what the intention behind the project is before the break. Um, I think I'm curious now to know uh, what are who are some of the playwrights that you've focused on so far? What are the kinds of plays you've already done? And um, what has that process been like? Well, I started off with like finding, like uh, Arif mentioned earlier, Pulitzer Prize winners first. Uh, we had uh, Lucy Kirkwood. We have Julia Cho. And uh, Annie Baker has a lot of award-winning plays. and uh, But I also try to look at... And then we have also local playwrights. I have been hounding down playwrights <laughs> from here, actually. I've, I've contact... Like, I've been racking my brains. And also, with the help of Andy, who was more aware of conscious... And conscious of, like, the women's playwright scene back in the days, I've been... Uh, I looked up and asked her who have been involved in the scene before... And so we found like Yasmin Yako wrote uh, a flight delayed back in the 90s. And then and then I found Sheena Gurbakash, 
who wrote The Fat Girl's Revenge and is currently even working on a couple of plays herself. So that has been really exciting because she's sharing one of her new works for us to read and, and give feedback on. So yeah. there's that. And then there's also, I'm looking around the region, Southeast Asian place. There's this compilation of writers from here and, and looking at the female narrative there. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a Cambodian playwright, Sina Chon. So yeah. there's that. And then, yeah, with the international plays, I try to go, there are a lot of Americans and British playwrights, but I'm trying to look at diversity as well, just in terms of uh, white or African-American or African-British or just to have a different idea of like the different voices around the world. Yeah. So I think just to add on in terms of content, it's been really diverse and varied. Um, you know, just because you are a playwright uh, who is who happens to be a woman doesn't mean you only write mm-hmm. about women. Um, so we've had uh, plays which were adaptations of uh, ancient Greek plays. We've had uh, romantic comedies. We've, we've had uh, plays about sexual abuse. Um, so uh, I think the way that Hannah has been trying to curate it is also to make sure that uh, we are constantly surprised each week by... Uh, what we are reading, because it's always going to be a surprise. Um, uh, I think I think that's also a part of the fun that that our participants have had, in that uh, every week you don't know if you're going to be reading a tragedy or a comedy or some realistic play or an experimental play. So, so yeah, I think I think it's been really diverse as well. Mm. Yeah. So I think it would be helpful actually at this point uh, to explain how these readings work because they're not public readings, um, but essentially you're inviting whoever who might be interested to join you guys to do these reads. Um, so what what actually happens? So what happens is every Wednesday I would email them. This is the play we are doing. And this is how many characters we need. And then they can reply by Thursday if they want to be in it or not. And then on Friday, I'll email out the cast list. So, and then the next Wednesday, we will read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's great about that is that they have an idea of what they're getting into. And I try to entice them with like, this is the synopsis. This is uh, the subject matter we're dealing with this week. So all yeah. our applicants are, um, basically, you can just apply it by sending us an email that you're interested or even a DM on our Instagram or Facebook pages and we add you into that mailing list so that you get the, the details every week. Right. So if you're, if you're free and interested to do the reading, then you reply and say you want to be a part of it that week. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I've been trying to really emphasize that this is open to all gender <laughs> all over the world. Because we people seem to think that, oh, women's play marathon is just for women, which is not the case. There are some male characters needed, but also like I'm trying to say this is for anybody interested in the women voices, women women stories. Yeah. And how has it been so far in terms of the experience of um, reading these plays together? I, I mean, I, I, you guys have been a part of them. Um, what has it been like? And also because it's a revolving cast of people, right? I think maybe for me, um, having reads on Zoom has uh, is is quite a what's the word? Um, quite a fun byproduct or a surprising byproduct of being in lockdown. It's a very 2020 um, thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's given this opportunity for so many people around Malaysia and the region to be able to connect with each other. Um, and um, I think there's always been this energy and the spirit of um, 
positivity uh, coming into the reads because everyone is there because they're interested in women's voices. So everyone has always been positive, respectful, and in our post-read discussions, they've always been lively comparing, you know, um, different eras, different decades to today, the uh, portrayals of women. Uh, sometimes people even go on and say, why don't we stage this? Um, you know, we need more female playwrights. And and just that sense of um, activity and liveliness has always been fun for me. Yeah, I don't know about you, Helen. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's been really rewarding and really eye-opening uh, just to see the variety or, or the diversity of stories out there. It's really quite exciting because it just opens up a whole other world of what kind of stories that we can tell. I I know this is I'm I'm gonna digress, but like you know, I hated it when I was young, and you get a book and it says stories for boys. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a limiting thing. And and I I would read it of course. Like what this is only for boys, and I read and it's about like, spy investigation, and I'm like. What then? What are women's stories? Yeah. You know, why, why can't these be women's stories too? You know, we, yeah. It's and 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 actually, opposite is even more obvious because um, girls might read books about spies, but so few boys will read books that are obviously marked as girls' books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to um, go back to actually on that vein, um, something that you guys both mentioned in various uh, degrees. This idea that. Um, when women write, they only write certain kinds of stories or certain kinds of um, plays in this case. Um, now that you've kind of gone through, you're about midway through the project. Um, do women playwrights write differently? Is that a, you know, because it both feels like a fair and unfair question. Um, and I'm kind of interested to see what your observ observations are in terms of, is there a difference when you emphasize women playwrights? I personally think yes, in terms of the way women are portrayed. That's the biggest thing. Mm. Uh, like I said earlier, we're not just accessories. We're not just there to help the, the male protagonists move on with their side. So like, I feel like there's a richer layer of the women's perspectives and, and ideas of what she couldn't, can or cannot do. And her struggle is just more active on the women's side when they're written. That's for yeah. me. I'm not sure. I, I really I really love that question because um, it's not only how women are written, but how men are written. I think something which is great about this project is that you can you can be critical of the playwrights as well. And uh, in one of the plays uh, we read, I can't remember which one, um, I, for the first time, I think in my entire career, felt like a token. It, I felt like, hey, that's not that's not how men speak. That's not how men talk. And, and, and it just kind of... Um, came to me that this is probably how, you know, my fellow actors for women have been feeling for the majority of their careers. Um, so, so there is sometimes that switch, but, but I, I do think that, yeah, uh, women the, the, or rather the, the self-awareness of being a woman does come through a bit more. Mm. But I, I liked what you said earlier also, Arif, about the idea that um, th these plays are not all just women's stories. They're not just stories about female experiences, which is something that I think female writers do tend to get pigeonholed into. Yes, I, there was one play which um, particularly struck me was uh, from Table Mountain to Tulu Intan, a local play by Quali Works as well. And um, that was about this 
person's journey from, you know, apartheid South Africa, apartheid era South Africa, moving to Malaysia at that time and still feeling certain um, um, eruptions of racism towards her because of her heritage. Um, these aren't, you know, directed towards women only. I mean, obviously having that element and having that extra otherness, at least I don't mean to speak on behalf of women here, but, but I think for me it was really eye-opening in that these are really also universal experiences which are missed out on like half the population if you pigeon them, uh, pigeonhole them as, as only for women. So yeah, I definitely agree with you. What have been some of your personal highlights in terms of having done this project so far? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so many. I don't know. I think just listen, hearing other women's ideas on the world. Uh, yeah, like that's one play that we read, um, Iphigenia and Other Daughters by Ellen McLaughlin. And it was an adaptation of Electra and uh, a couple of Iphigenia stories. So... What was interesting, because I've been reading Electra by Jean-Paul Sartre and, and last night by Euripides, uh, or like a week, a week ago by Euripides. Mm -hmm. and, and I was frustrated because like, what? This is how, this is all there is. And then when you get to hear this playwright, this other playwright who's like, you know what? Let me write that again, but from a women's point of view. And then hearing what her ideas are on, on the whole situation, it's, it's so fun to hear to hear a different voice, I, I know that's not a highlight highlight, but like it's <laughs> my like it's really rewarding to hear like ideas from different parts of the world from the fellow women on on certain things. Like there are there are parts where we totally agree on where no actually, yeah, there are a lot of similarities or points that where we we can connect with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's sad that some older plays still relate till today, and then. <laughs> But sometimes it's quite reaffirming to hear like, okay, this is going on in other different parts of the world too. Mm. What about you, Arif? Yeah, I think for me, um, what's been great is that, you know, um, I, I feel personally that uh, at least from what I know, the female actors tend to be um, of much better, at least in my mind, across the board than the male actors in Malaysia, but they don't get the opportunities to to really flex their acting muscles and to get those roles where you can really, you know, um, see what they're capable of. And so reading, being in the presence of, of all these really talented women and, and seeing them dig deep into these roles in the reads, enjoy themselves. Um, and I think um, that's been great um, because it also hopefully beckons to a future where um, we see more of this on stage, um, either when the pandemic clears up or if we do read um, public shows on Zoom or whatever. But I, I think it's about time that, you know, the talent that we have in Malaysia, um, especially for the women, they, they have the roles to match them. Um, so that's been really exciting. So what is the, um, I mean, your, your, how many have you done so far? You've done about 28, am I right? Right now, 32. 32, okay. So you've got uh, another 18 to go to reach your goal of 50. That's right, yes. yeah. Uh, where do you see this going post having reached that goal? Do you have plans um, of where you'd like to see this go? So when I first started, it was actually even more ambitious. 
I wanted to have a weekly writing circle for women. Like, let's write plays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was what I wanted because we need more women playwrights. We need more here. But then, you know, it became like, you know, there are a lot of writing circles. And also, uh, you know, before you write, you want to start reading first. So that's where, that's why it became, instead of writing, let's start with reading. So hopefully in the future, we get to, you know, from all these reads, we get to uh, being more exposed to different writing styles and be inspired to write our own stuff too. That's yeah. where I'm hoping that it will go. Like I, I hope that I, I, I'm very open to holding it again next year because I feel like there's a lot of place mm-hmm. to cover. But ideally, you get to a place where like, huh, I can write too. I can, I can, you know, these women are doing it. I can do it too. And I can, I am more better versed at how plays can be structured. Yeah. I think to add on as well, um, I mean, there's a long way to go yet, but judging from the response that we've had so far, I think there's definitely an opportunity for us to take this into the public eye, um, hopefully engage with um, people who just want to watch this and perhaps not want to read. So maybe a show or a public read or something along those lines would be in the works. Thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you, Arif. Um, it's it's really such an interesting project and I hope I get to see some version of it on a stage or a Zoom stage someday. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having us, Shamila. Yeah, thank you so much. I've been speaking with Panas Panas Theatre's co-founder, Hannah Nadira, and its artistic director, Arif Hamizan, about their Women's Play Marathon, a project where the goal is to do readings of 50, where the goal is to read 50 plays by women by the end of this year. So the project hopes to highlight the range and quality of plays written by women and to inspire the emergence of more local women playwrights. Um, So the readings are done uh, via Zoom every Wednesday night and and you can take part and read along with them as well. For more information, just um, hook up with them on the Panas Panas Theatre Facebook or Instagram uh, pages. Uh, they are also looking for readers of all ages and genders, so you can get in touch with them. Uh, no matter, you don't have to be a woman to do it, basically. Um, so if you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.